You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, online and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And you can email us, lockedonrays at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join us to get in on the action and conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Okay, Ulysses, we are changing things up a little bit today. We are actually recording in the evening because of some scheduling issues on my part. So as we are recording, we are actually simultaneously watching the Rays-Yankees game. Unfortunately, <laughs> the Yankees are up 2 nothing on the Rays thanks to a Urshela bomb by... Uh, given up by McClanahan. I, that, that's bad juju on your part because you're praising Urshela yesterday, <sighs> calling him, uh, you know, better than Wendell, all-star world and so forth. Oh, my I got God. those vibes a little bit. Revisionist that, history you know, here, if, Mr. White. I, I think you said something along the lines of, if Wendell is deserving, then Urshela definitely is deserving. I, I think I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the gist is the gist. I'll oh say that. Oh, my God. Yes. I think it's... Uh, and, and, and some editorialism here happening, okay. uh, Kevin. Uh, look, it's uh, it's a shame the the early bomb putting putting the race behind the uh, the eight ball. But I told you, my guy to watch is Yandy Diaz going he for was his close. first home run, and he was close. He was gonna make me look so good. So hopefully, he does make me look good. And again, if the Rays end up winning this game, awesome. You know, good mm-hmm. for the Rays. If they end up losing, uh, then it's the listeners' faults, Kevin. It's not our fault. We didn't watch. I the agree. Game. We, we, we didn't know. It's 100%. 100%. Yeah. Uh, somebody who is not in the lineup tonight for the Rays because Jordan Montgomery, a lefty on the mound, is Brandon Lau. And we are now about a third of the way through the season, and the struggles are just continuing for Brandon Lau. If you look at his numbers so far this year, he has the fourth lowest batting average in the majors at 189. Fourth most strikeouts at 66, nine homers, 22 RBIs, 672 OPS. And this is coming off uh, an atrocious, atrocious postseason where he batted, I think, 118 with a 459 OPS. Not to mention, versus lefties this year, he is just four for 55. So the question is, this guy who is a former all-star for the Rays and entered the year and had such a great regular season entered the year with a lot of fanfare and expectations is not providing that. So a third of the way through the year, Ulysses, I want to know if you're Eric Neander, you're Kevin Cash, you're the front office. What are you doing with this guy right now? There's a, there's a lot of things you could figure out to do with him, but what yeah. approach would you take with this? I it's, you know, you've got to do something because I think what you're doing right now doesn't work. And I know that you're saying a third of the season, which is correct, 
But let's also be fair. That was 20 games of postseason ball. That's equaling a month of baseball. So in reality, the last three months of baseball have been atrocious for Brendan Lau. And three months of baseball is half a season, folks. Mm -hmm. And half a season at the pace that he's doing is just ugly. And, 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 And unfortunately, the struggles just don't seem to to dissipate with him. And, and, you know, when you look at his numbers, if you're Eric Neander, if you're, if you're the nerds upstairs, as we call them, um, the, you look at the barrel percentage down five points. You look at the exit velocity, it's down from last year, the hard hit percentage down seven points. The K rate has increased by five points. The out of the zone swing percentage has increased 10 points this is not the same hitter that Rays fans had had really fallen in love since his call up in 2018. In fact, it's not like the pitchers around the league decided to really pitch, you know, incredibly creative to Brendan Lau either. He has never seen this amount of fastballs in his career. They're throwing 54% of the time fastballs, and he's just not hitting them. He's just not. He's just whiffing. So what do you do if you're Eric Neander? I think the time has come where, like tonight, he mm-hmm. does not start against left-handers. That, that is over. He, you are not long, you're no longer an everyday player. You're now a platoon player. That's, that's my opinion. No longer can you face a lefty. I'm sorry if it's the seventh inning and, right. and they bring a lefty. Um, I'm bringing Brasso. I'm bringing somebody else up. Uh, you can't be facing lefties anymore. That's that's the first thing that I would do. Yeah. And also, let's mention this. Platooning him does not mean he would only be playing 50% of the time. I mean, you look at the numbers, what, 70 75% of the league out there is right-handed starting pitchers. Right. And maybe pick your spot against, a if there's a lefty that's really struggling, maybe that's where you can insert him. But I, I agree with you. I Unless you want to send him down and and try to figure out how he's going to hit lefties in a minor league assignment. And I don't think the Rays are going to do that. I think that's one thing. And you know what? I, I get what the Rays are trying to do with, they'll put him at the top of the order in the middle of the order. But I also think maybe do what the Rays had done previously in the past with Willie Adamas where, and I know it's kind of embarrassing, but you put him at the very bottom of the order or seventh, eighth, ninth, something to where the pressure is off of him a little bit. I think that is something that could come into play as well. Um, What about trading him? Would you consider shopping him a la what the Rays have done and did with Willie Adamas? Because if you look at the, the batting line and the average and things like that, it's not, completely different as to when the time was that the Rays traded Willie. He was under 200 and he had some different struggles with not being able to hit at the drop and so forth. But I mean, they both had really high strikeout rates, chase rate and and swinging at anything outside the zone is what they were seemingly doing. So is that something you would consider with what the Rays have in the minor leagues right now? Okay. No, no way. I think, uh, you know, you take into account two things. Number one, his versatility uh, with the glove. Uh, This is a guy that even though Vidal can come up and play second, uh, you know, Vidal can also play center field. Apparently, Uh, he can also play uh, around the diamond and Brandon Lau can be a corner outfielder, too. And he can move uh, to the outfield if he needs to be. We all know about the, the KK 
CBA uh, eventual, uh, you know, trading away mm-hmm. of him and, and maybe even Margot or Phillips also leave the team by via trade. So you need somebody to play the corner outfielder and Brandon Lau could be that guy. I, I even though his struggles are incredibly noticeable and, and really detrimental to the lineup right now uh, in run production, no, you don't trade him right now. The, the second thing of that is, of besides the versatility, is the long-term deal. The long-term deal is way too sweet of a deal yes. to give up on it uh, in 2021. I think, you know, he de- he deserves and, and um, you know, the, the numbers proven have proven now that in the minor leagues and in his major league career, except since maybe October of 2020, that he is a good baseball player, that he can actually be an all-star. So, no. You do not trade him. Those two things, versatility and the long-term deal. Actually, I'm going to call it out right now. I say if these struggles relatively continue for the entirety of the season, okay. I'm going to say by the offseason, Brandon Lau is not in a raised uniform. And here's why I say this. Okay, you look at the salary and how controllable it is and how team-friendly it is. And yes, that is true, even for the Rays. But if we've learned anything in the Rays history is that they will save a buck and literally a buck. If it comes to that <laughs> in going to arbitration with G man, Choi and Ryan Yarbrough yes. and uh, you know, Lau making two and a half million this year, making $4 million the next year, then it jumps up after that. Is that a price the, the Rays would want to pay if they can just say, yeah, you know, for the relatively similar production, we can pay Vidal Brujan for 500,000. I'm just throwing that out there Interesting. as a thought. Yeah. And yeah. another, and not to mention Wander Franco and the others out there as well, and Taylor Walls, what we've seen from him right. thus far. You could have, you could have Walls. Sorry, I'm getting e- my email opened up as it was uh, <laughs> as we're on this Zoom call. I was like, did you shut down for a second? No, uh, but you could theoretically have Walls, Wander, and Bruhan making a combined one and a half million dollars, and Brandon Lau over here making four million dollars next season. So, and again, right. saving money where you can to maybe use a long-term deal for one of those guys or another guy. That's, that's one thing. And here's another concern. And I mean, we we've seen in the race history that they'll DFA Dickerson over what $5 million, CJ Crone, yeah. similar amount of money. Um, right. What I, what really concerns me too with Brandon Lau is we have not yet seen him be able to play 140, 150 games. We haven't that's seen true. him play more than really 80 games in a season. Really. I think his, I mean, really longest stretches we're last year, the 60 game season plus the playoffs. And then I guess in what was it, 2019, where he, I mean, he played half the season. That half was the season. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, and with that, you know, Brandon Lau also has an issue that doesn't get discussed very much. It's his ability or inability to keep on weight and strength. He loses weight very quickly. And I think that can be a problem as you go deeper into the season. Does he get worn down and worn out? And we've seen with the injury history. So I, there, to me, there's some major red flags with Brandon Lau. And he was my boy. He's been my boy for the past couple yeah. of years too. But I'm, yeah. I'm concerned, honestly. And I hear you. And I think you've got definitely a good evidence to back up your, your claim, uh, especially because of the farm system and, and the names that are coming up. You need space, people. And we talked about that after the Willie Adamas trade. Uh, you know, I, the transition you know, tagline for 2021 was not that, uh, as we all speculated, even, even myself, uh, that, you know, that just meant where it's, it's kind of, it's not a rebuild, but you know, right. it's not, let's go to the world series and it's right in the middle to a 90 win team, like 2018. 
did I just rhyme like cat, like cat in a hat? That was <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Seuss over here. What the heck's going yeah. on? We uh, never record right. on the evening. So yeah, we're, uh, the funny, funny jumpy stuff right now, I guess. Yeah, this is, this is late night with locked on race. Uh, look, uh, so I understand that, but man, it, it just, it would seem like a waste of talent to just give up after one bad year. So I understand what you're saying, but I think, um, you know, the, the leash is longer than that. And I think most race fans, Kevin, if they're asked this question, they really, they don't, they, they don't see anything wrong with the way that cash is utilizing Brendan Lau right now. Yeah, they're really, I mean, I guess they either put trust in him based on a poll that you put out a couple of days ago that it's basically either put him lower in the lineup or continue to trust him and see what happens. With that, and we got some interesting comments on the matter. Although I will say, I mean, the Rays gave up pretty quickly on Willie Adamas coming into this year, right? Well, so I'm just, Wander is is knocking down. Wander is a big name. So is Vidal, and so is Taylor Walls, and that's, so that's is, just too big. There, no, maybe not as big. That's why the okay. leash. Maybe the leash is longer because of that. To for, for I understand. Brandon. I think people just they they bought they they saw the long term contract. They saw the announcement and said. Okay, I I can safely buy a loud jersey or jersey. <laughs> Maybe or at the very least, uh, there there's three freaking louds on the there team. Were there were there 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 was low. Well, you know, three L O W E's. At least one. Go. I'll just change the stitching on the numbers or something like that, and find a way <laughs> for it to work with yeah. that. Uh, we also we got a couple comments here too on the Brandon Lau thing. Uh, Chris Winston says, if it was me, I'd bunt him at every at bat until he masters that. Uh, honestly, I, I don't know he's kidding tongue in cheek, but I wouldn't mind seeing him bunt a little bit more, especially if they're giving him the, uh, entire left side of the infield, uh, yes. you know, third base side isn't entirely open. Uh, Colton Salick says, I think it's a mental problem. Benching him is just going to make it worse. He's shown glimpses of hope. I think the only way to handle it is to give him time and hopefully let him feed off the rest of the energy. And then Kentucky oil guy says, maybe I'm missing something, but Brandon doesn't seem happy and seems to complain about a lot of calls. His body language in general sucks. He shouldn't continue to bat in the top of the order. We have better, more consistent hitters than him. I'll say this. We know that Brandon allows never the uh, super exuberant type. Um, but right. even when he's on, like whenever he would strike it, when he was in, you know, he'd go on like a, a 25 for 38 tear. Anytime he would get out or strike out, he would always have this doom and gloom look on his face. I yes. think that's just him as he's mild manner and he's more of a head down type of guy. He's never going to be that rah, rah, rah. Like even Brett Phillips, uh, you know, he strikes out, he's probably doing cartwells back to the dugout, something like that. So I, I feel like that's kind of been Brandon Lau's personality. Yeah, that's just Maybe his it's game. a little bit more, you know, his personality. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't uh, have to. Yeah. Joshua Garner, trade him for relievers and bring up Bedell Bruhan. I, again, I could see that hey. happening. I look, hey. I know this isn't a prop bet for this season, but I am call, I'm calling my shot right now that he's traded uh, by the offseason. I think it's a fair shot to take, Kevin. I think it's a okay. fair shot just basically because of what we saw with Willie Adamas. And yeah, Taylor Walls, Wander Franco, and Vidal Bruhan, that could be basically all of your infield right there. That I mean, let's yeah. be honest. That could be a whole brand new infield, and like you said, uh, Stu would only have to pay one point seven mil for th three mm -hmm. of those players. 
And if they produce, why not? Why not pay 1.7 million for three players that are producing just as well as one guy that's not producing at all, making four million dollars? You know, he could invest that money into a new stadium, but he probably wouldn't do that. Would he just hey. pocket that money? I guess, or I don't. Yeah. Know. I, well, who there's my that, shot right? right there. There, there we go. go. Uh, RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And remember, write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Well, Ulysses, speaking of trade talk, we put out a hypothetical recently on Twitter and actually want to get into this discussion because as the calendar turns to June, this is when a lot of the general managers are kind of figuring out where they're settling in as buyers, Mm -hmm. sellers, maybe a little bit of both and really putting out those feeler calls of, hey, what's up? Let's kick the tires on this, that, and the other thing. So we put out there, which raised players on the active roster would you deem untouchable in trade talks with other teams uh, by the July 31st trade deadline. And again, this is players on the active roster. So it wouldn't include like a Wander Franco or a Vidal Brujan, basically the guys that are helping the team right now, which guys would you be willing to part with if the offer is good enough, or you would say, absolutely not like here. Okay. Eric Neander fields a call gets a call from another general manager. Hey, what's up? I'd I like to, to kick the tires on, on maybe working Blank. out a trade here. Okay. Yeah. I I'm, we're always willing to talk, but I, let me make this clear. These one, two, three, four, five, however many players, right. You're not trading them. Uh, no matter what, even if you build us a new stadium for uh, $800 million <laughs> in two yeah. different cities, we are not trading these, these couple handful of players. So having said that Ulysses, who are your untouchables? as of right now, by the July 31st trade deadline? I'll make my first one, uh, the, the, the uh, my case for the first one rather quickly, and that's Tyler Glass now. Okay. Uh, pure value mathematics tell me that this is impossible, uh, Kevin. I mean, the guy has two more arbitration years. Um, he's fighting for the AL Cy Young. Uh, I mean, which club has l- legitimately three 100 top prospects, top 100 prospects that they're willing, first of all, to mm-hmm. part with to get. If you look at, at the best form systems in baseball, after the race, by the way, who <laughs> have the best one, you've got the Marlins, the Tigers, the Orioles, and the Jays. They're not going to make that move. So even the yeah. ones that have the possibility to do that, they're not going to do that. Nobody's going to pay that bill. Tyler Glass now is untouchable. I agree with you on this one 100% because not only is he going to be an ace for this year and help you out this year, but it's also it's thinking about the present and the future if you're the race. He also helps you out in the future. Like you said, he's got 
two more years of arbitration until he's a free agent in 2024. And if we've learned anything, I know in the last segment, I talked about the Rays pinching their pennies, but there are times where if they deem a player valuable enough, they will pay for that player, even for a season or two. Yeah. Charlie Morton is an example. Blake Snell is an example. We're seeing Kevin Kiermaier make $11.5 million. If they move off of that guy and maybe another guy or two, they can use that money. I don't look, Tyler Glass now is maybe the one guy on the roster that the Rays would say, okay, uh, last year of arbitration, we'll pay you $17 million if that's what it takes. You know, maybe they trade him before then, but I absolutely see them know uh, as we're making a push for the playoffs and beyond this year, we are keeping him and we're also keeping him next year, most likely too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he, he does not get moved from, from wearing a raised Jersey. So if you, if you've bought a raised Jersey with the name glass now, since uh, in 2018, good for you, you're going to get, you're going to get the whole 2021 season wearing that Jersey. Uh, My number two guy is uh, Randy Rosarena. He's a five tool player. He can carry a team literally through the playoffs, like through the entirety of the playoffs, he can put a whole team on his back, the team that's doing nothing offensively and saying, no worries, boys, I'm going to, I'm going to take you to game six of the world right. series. I can do that. So that was, that was his, his, you know, taste in the major leagues basically for an extended time. And he did that. So imagine what he can do when he gets pretty close to that ceiling once again, and stability. Uh, the race have always missed out on bats. This is mm-hmm. a guy you talked about two years of arbitration with, with glass. Now <laughs> this guy's got like five years till free agency. So yes. n- not any time uh, close, especially in the 2021 trade deadline. There's no way, you know, you bought a, yourself a, a Rosarena shirt or a Jersey. It's good to go for the next three years. I agree with you a hundred percent on this control toolsy skill set and let's remember he's still a rookie and he's already performing he belongs and right. i would imagine as he gets more games under his belt and i know adjustments have to be made here and there that you would think that you know by the time he's 27 28 29 then he really enters in his prime and the race still have him under control while we said on uh yesterday's show that you know he's not quite an all-star so far maybe see a little more he's right on the cusp there you know a couple good weeks and He's right. right in the the thick of maybe the voting there as far as that's concerned. So, yes, that is also one of my untouchables. By the way, uh, how we wax poetic about Tyler Glass now, I'm sure the uh, Lockdown Pirates host is just loving that conversation. <laughs> he, he loves oh, yeah. the conversation about that in Austin Meadows and Shane Boz and, and everybody else as well. And we've got uh, I, Chris Archer back, sort of. Not really. Yeah, I, I saw him, uh, you know, tweet at us the other day. So that was funny. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, look, so those are my, two. My, how many uh, more? You have one more? I've got, I've got, yeah, I've got, uh, you know, I, I got a, I got a couple things to say. My, okay. my, my third guy is Shane McClanahan. Okay. Uh, look, he has been babied in 2021. We can't not admit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's, you know, he has been treated with the kid gloves, but the stuff works. The stuff is there. And, and, and the last two outings have been superb right now he's at Yankee stadium. It's the top of the fourth and he's just limited them to that two run home run. Uh, he has ace of the rotation written all over yeah. him. Uh, he, he also has, you know, I'm going to sign somewhere big in six years. He also has mm-hmm. that written all over him too. Uh, you build a, uh, you build a team, you know, around this guy who can, 
throw 100 from the left side with command. He's got four pitches that he will get better in, in controlling. I, I think he's an untouchable too. He is also on my list, uh, present and future. I mean, he's basically, if he continues on this track, he's a future glass. Now he's glass now from the left side, especially if he really gets a third, maybe fourth pitch working. So hundred percent on that one. Who else? Anybody else? Before the show, I was going to tell you, I had picked a fourth guy. Okay. Uh, But just as we had record, Kevin, I did a little bit of quick math. If we just take the 26-man roster and I have four untouchables, that's 15%. That's not right. You can't have 15% of your roster be untouchable. So I'm going to keep it to three, which means it's around, what, 11%. So uh, I'm sorry. You're not going to get another untouchable uh, for me. So I I, I need to apologize uh, to to Francisco Mejia and to Luis Patino, who unfortunately were cut off from that fourth. Okay, Patino is kind of an asterisk because he's still not on the active roster as of today. Mejia, I'm actually going to add to my list. He would be Uh, a fourth lock in untouchable because I look, again, present and future. You're trying to win games this year and fight for playoff positioning. Um, Do you really want the backup catcher to be Joe Odom, Davey Gruyon? Uh, Brett Sullivan. Now it's assuming we haven't heard from what the other team is going to offer, but I don't think bringing in a catcher at the trade deadline or close to him to it and trying to have that guy work with the pitching staff would really be a net positive or help all that much. So I look at Mejia as the catcher of the future for the race with what he does as a switch hitter and what he's already shown defensively working with the pitching staff. And, um, Look, it's been a long time since the Rays have had sort of a two-way catcher there, and I I see him as a a guy I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on. Now, I oh. he would be my fourth guy. Look, it, it'd be you know Glass now, Shane maybe then Randy. That but he is definitely the the fourth guy. Like if if you really needled me, then maybe I could I could part ways with them. But twenty five years old, he's still I think under several years of control, and uh, I we see what the the catching tandem has done this year. And I wouldn't want to do anything that would disrupt that in any way as you're trying to compete. I, I, I agree with you 185% of what you're saying. The issue with, with me having four untouchables is the numbers game. Just like we said, you know, how many aces around the league? Oh, he's an ace. He's an ace. He's an ace. I mean, how many aces can there be? So my thing untouchables is, yeah, I <laughs> look, I would love to have seven Mejias, you know, he's that good. But the, the issue is I, I just I, I can't bring myself to saying there's 15 percent of the roster is an untouchable. I, I think you have to cut it at three. I don't want to go back to the Kelly Shopping days. I want a catch no, that can either. hit for years to come. <laughs> yes, yes. Any pinch you know what? too. That helps. And, and hustles, Kevin. Yes. How hustles, and he's a switch hitter. And and can if he just learns some framing and blocking like he has shown the ability to do so in 2021 from Zunino, dude, he would just be a golden. It, you know what'd right. be nice just to have stability behind the dish. Uh, question. You know what? I'm going to save this question because this was brought up uh, in the comment section, and I think it actually really ties in pretty nicely to this untouchable thing. So uh, before we get to that, we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like Built Bar. 
Uh, we've talked about Built Bar so many times before. So many delicious flavors. We're talking about coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, not only is there a wide variety of flavors, but uh, they're, of course, delicious and they're healthy as well. You're looking at something along the lines of 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and just four grams net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. We know you're trying to get in shape for the summer, get that beach body of yours. What better way to do that than with Built Bar? So go to builtbar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, L O C K E D, the numerals 15. And that'll get you 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Kevin, uh, uh, before we get to the third segment, I really yes. do need to show my frustration. I don't know if you saw my face. Mike Brasso just did a Gary Sanchez and got caught at third on a ball hit right in front of him. What is he thinking? What is up with these base running errors as of late for the race? <sighs> we had it yesterday with Meadows. Now Brasso, like, come you're on, supposed to guys. be. This does not look like a team that won 16 of 17 or whatever well, it is. There's some uh, little you know, league it, stuff going on in Yankee Stadium. Uh, on both sides, I'll say, but for the Rays, can't pressure. be running into outs like that. You can't be running into outs, especially when he just doubled in, uh, you know, no, he didn't double in Meadows, but Meadows went from first to third, and, and it was second and third with no outs. No out. Manny Margot, you know, gets a forced out, but my goodness. Uh, when, was no the last, bueno. when was the last time Mike Brasso was in the lineup? It's been days, a minute, right? but he's okay. got two hits today. That is, but good, again, but doing too much, doing too much, yes. just like trying to be there. No, look, coach, look what I'm doing, so good. And it's like, no, man. And I will say, sometimes you don't play in a couple of days, whatever sport it is. Sometimes your instincts take a little yeah. bit of a hit, and you're not really on that ride of as if you're playing every day. So, uh, nice little commentary there. As literally as we're recording, we are entering the bottom <laughs> of the fourth. So again, no, there's not going to be a game recap from uh, Wednesday night's game. Uh, but Mason McVeigh put this out on Twitter. Uh, so, well, I'm going to rephrase it a little bit, but let me just put it to you like this with our following up on the untouchable discussion. Okay. If it meant winning a World Series this year, the Rays win uh -huh. a World Series, but in order to win that World Series, it requires trading Wander Franco. Would you make that deal? For the Rays winning their first World Series in franchise history, 2021. Oh my God! You're getting Scherzer. You're getting you're you're, you're getting something so good right. that Look. it puts you over the hump. And the Rays win the World Series. I'll it's, let you even pick the team. It can be over the Dodgers. It can be over the Giants. <laughs> it can be over. I don't care who it's over, but they are champions. 162 game season. 
the correct answer, of course, and I don't think anybody would ever say anything different, but of course, uh, there's, um, you know, free will. So, <laughs> so there's going to be different answers here. Uh, but I don't think there should be, it should be the world series. Uh, you, mm. you, you do, you, this is why literally they play the game It's to get the world series trophy is to get there. Uh, so no player is above that. And I think even players would, would tell you, you know, that they would trade an MVP or a gold glove award or something like that, or a silver slugger, or maybe three silver sluggers for a world's world series appearance. My goodness. You, you've got guys like Felix Hernandez who dominated the league for what? Eight years and right. never touched a, a, a the grass during the playoffs. Uh, that, I mean, that, that, I mean, that breaks your heart, man. So yeah, obviously that's the right question. The right answer is yes, you make that trade. However, seeing that this is a hypothetical and and obviously they can't be yes. done, then let's work the con there. Wander Franco is a generational talent, or so it seems like. Mm-hmm. I should always we should always say that, or so it seems like, because again, the kid's twenty years old. Wasn't Delman never- Young a generational talent at one yeah, point? There's a lot you. of guys that have. There's that a lot monitor. of busts. Yeah. There's a lot of busts. Um, look, again, how long did it take Vladdy to be Vladdy? Three seasons? Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, so, and also, not and, to mention, this is really, like, cryptic, but, like, Jose Fernandez, things happen. Career-ending yes. injuries can happen, too. So, yes. keeping that good, good point. Good point. Accidents happen, too. And, 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 and you know. But anyway, uh, because he does seem to be that kind of crazy talent, he could give you more than one World Series. And you, and you look at the farm system and you look at the names that are popping up next to him. The Vidal Francas, the Taylor Walls, the Shane McClanahan's, the Luis Patino, the Francisco Mejias, the Randy right. Rosarenas, the Austin Meadows. I mean, then you get to be in a, in a club that's really deep and very good without any flaws. Who does that sound like? Hmm. Is it the LA Dodgers without any flaws whatsoever? I have, I it's, it had been a long time, Kevin, since I've seen a baseball game where I'm just at awe at Mm -hmm. the lack of flaws. And that was the Dodgers last year. I mean, they're just, they were just a solid, solid team. I didn't know that they were that good. I didn't know they were that good. And when when you have, uh, when you have Andrew Friedman payroll, big market, (laughs) Yes. Uh, flaws can be taken out of the equation, can be taken out of any baseball equation. Yes. You know what? Playing contrarian, I would not trade Wander Franco for a ring. And I know this is strictly hypothetical, and I guess we could just throw yeah. out an entire discussion about untouchables there. <laughs> but I would rather have the guarantee of being able to watch Franco for five, six years and knowing that maybe, maybe not winning a ring, but at least sustained success, you would think, with all that that triumvirate and, and talent on the come up because I, I quickly forget about, I, I totally forget that. I don't even think about the, the bucks winning the super bowl anymore. Like after a week, it, it goes out of my mind. I'd rather go into the season knowing that the team, look, I, there's this player that I, I can't stop watching for 162 plus spring training plus playoffs. So Can they burst I'm in your for bubble. the long con? Can they burst your bubble? Yes. You don't think the angel fa- angel fans feel like that? Oh, at least I got Mike Trout to to win me seventy nine games. Okay, but they don't make the playoffs. At least the Rays are competitive, and I think they would still maintain that competitive drive as we've seen. I I would hope so too, bud. I would. I would, I, I, again, I would, I would ra- so I'm the guy that would. Mm. I would rather have a team that 
wins the uh, or, or makes it to the playoffs six, seven years in a row than the team that wins a championship and doesn't make the playoffs for the next five years. I'm that guy. We've, That's just how I take it. We've, we've had that talk, you know, several times because it's a good talk. You know, would you rather be the Rays or would you rather be the Florida Marlins? The Marlins? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've got the two World, World Series trophies. They've got the memories. It's very nice. But then you've got a whole bunch of suck. Yeah. In between those two and 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 then after the last one, like a lot of suck. Is that fun to to root yeah. for a team that at most is going to give you 75 wins? Uh, you know what that <laughs> yes. sounds means. So, no, I think we, we all would be better served as race fans. But it's a good question, Mason. Thank you. Thank you for asking that. That's really interesting. I love hypotheticals, man. I, I love going into the rabbit hole and playing devil's advocate and going one way, going another way. It's, you know, it's my way of playing politician, like, you know. Speaking of hypotheticals, hopefully the Rays can like throw up six or seven runs against Garrett Cole. Probably won't happen, but uh, considering that yeah. last time out, I think he threw eight innings, eight shutout innings and 12 strikeouts. Yes. The Rays got cold last yes. time that he pitched against them. So hopefully that doesn't happen today. Again, uh, 1 p.m. game for the Rays. Okay, uh, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked On Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday.